What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey everybody, producer Christine here. But I did want to let you know that this is part of our City Council Candidate Series. Early election day starts on February 22nd and actual election day is on March 3rd. Here at What's Up Whittier, we believe in democracy and having an open forum for candidates to really come from the heart and talk about why they're running for office. So I hope you enjoy this series in the next few episodes. Thank you for listening, subscribing, leaving us reviews for What's Up Whittier. As you know, this is a free community resource to everybody. So we're here, we're interviewing our future representatives, and we want you to get out the vote. If you're not registered to vote, you can head to lavote.net to check your registration and register people to vote. If you know kids or teenagers that are 16 and up, did you know they can actually pre-register to vote? Definitely. So go to lavote.net and get people pre-registered. And again, thank you so much for tuning in to What's Up Whittier. You can follow all of our social media. Check us out at What's Up Whittier on Instagram and Facebook at What's Up 562 on Twitter. And check out our new website, What's Up Whittier.xyz. And also check out all of our social media, the team. You can check out Remo the Realtor at RemoTheRealtor.com and everything at Remo the Realtor. And you can follow Jesse the Architect at J2Architects on Facebook, Instagram, and J2Architects.com. But you can head over to ChristineSingerLuna.com if you're interested in notary services, because I am a notary. Thank you so much, everybody, for following along with What's Up Whittier and for trusting us to bring you this type of resourceful information. Now, take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? What's up? Well, I was supposed to say the what's up, Whittier. Yeah, what's up, man. Whittier? Dun, da, da, da. You oh, had me up, threw me off there, Jesse. I I'm was just, like, I just want to see if you're awake, man. Well, wide awake. I just uh, finished some of this coffee, whatever I just had here. I, I don't think it's coffee, man. It, it's a, and it's a very uh, fla- uh, aroma, aroma strong. Uh, yeah, we, coffee. You know, I'll tell you, we have this coffee machine at the office that makes this chai latte. That's and, what it is. And it is delicious. I, you know, we had the machine for a couple months, and I've never – I just get coffee, and I saw someone get it, and I did the same thing. I smelt it. I was like, what is that? And now I have two a day. <laughs> and, now, and now they're like uh, ordering chai latte uh, mix. Uh, before it should be once a month. Now it's yeah. uh, two a week. I'm selling them at the <laughs> office. <if you're, laughs> just kidding. Oh, man. So, um, I'm wide awake. <clears throat> there you go. So we're, we're back at it again. Uh, we're into the uh, uh, potential, or not the potential, but the the uh, mayor candidate uh, questions uh, or interview, uh, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> today we have Rolando Cano. Is that right? Yes, that it the, is. Yeah. Hey guys, what's up with you? And Welcome. and obviously, uh, I should say that we we uh, we've interviewed you in the past. Um, actually, it was for for the same. Uh, you were running for mayor, also, right? Yes, two yeah. years ago I was running, and I'm, two years, I'm glad man. to be back again. Sorry if I'm sounding a little nasally, uh, getting over a cold, but yeah, I was here two years ago and I had a great time. You know, it was great uh, sharing with the public what uh, you know my concerns were and what more than anything what my community meant to me. And I'm glad to be back. Very cool, very cool. Awesome. And so, I like that Chate, uh, uh What is it? Uh, Chai. Chai latte. 
Yeah, chai tea like latte? Something? Chai caffeine directly <laughs> yeah. to your blood vessels. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it smells good. It makes me hungry, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Rolando, well, let's, let's go uh, again. We, we're going to go through some questions. Um, uh, obviously, we have a format here just to kind of be able to compare everybody who we're interviewing. Um, and we'll start with the first one. The first one is obviously introduce yourself. Tell us who is Rolando. Well, my name is Rolando Cano. I'm going to be the second name on your ballot uh, this year. Uh, just so you know, I, I actually grew up in East Los Angeles, born in 1976, moved over here to Whittier in 1993. And like I mentioned in the last uh, podcast uh, when I was running for mayor two years ago, um, this was a dream that... Uh, uh, I never knew existed. I grew up in an area that was very industrial on Olympic Boulevard and Mariana off of the 710 freeway. Um, I experienced this whole homeless issue in the 80s, the uh, heroin epidemic, uh, angel dust, PCP, all that stuff we were flooded with, and I was probably in kindergarten. But I remember seeing what I saw, and uh, uh, when I moved here to Whittier, um, it was actually uh, my parents who decided that we needed to get away from from a, a situation that was very detrimental to to us. Um, if you weren't part of a gang, then you were an outsider and uh, you were a victim. You know, you were picked on. Uh, luckily, you know, my brother and I, we were into boxing. We went to Bristol Park in East Los Angeles. Start, uh, you know, um, took some boxing lessons, got into it. And, you know, we learned how to defend ourselves, but the number one thing was that we were still witnesses as children to the atrocities of uh, of a system that's dysfunctional. And years later, here we are with the same system of a homeless problem, mentally ill, flooding our streets, and this big drug, drug epidemic. Uh, the beautiful thing is, for myself, uh, we're nowhere near and Whittier to what I experienced as a kid. But, um, you know, uh, my, my parents, when when they decided to get out of a situation, uh, they saved up. It took us a few years. We struggled. Uh, we came out of here, and, uh, you know, my mother was the one that decided Whittier was the place for us. Um, my first experience within a week was to walk in Uptown, and I stated this before, um, you know, me, little kid, a uh, 16-year-old, walking around, looking out for the dangers, you know, looking out for uh, uh, any cars that are driving in the evening with their lights off, you know, that men will drive by, uh, looking for the helicopters at 6, 6 p.m., which we didn't have here, which was like, something's off, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. Is it 6 p.m. yet? Um you know, and my interaction with Whittier PD in 93 was a beautiful one. Um, I got stopped. Uh, I was expecting a confrontation, and what I actually got was a welcoming. They were like, hey, you know, uh, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, everything's okay. What's going on? Why are you stopping me? You know, here I am, little mouthy kid coming from uh, the hood, you know, and... uh uh, they were just like, hey, you know what? We stopped you because you seemed concerned. And that caught my attention. I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, and I said, well, what do you mean? And they're like, you know what? We just saw you uh, a little distressed. So we just 
wanted to make sure you were okay. And, uh, you know, they they asked my name. They didn't ask for any ID, no address. They just wanted to know that I was okay. They left me, and I continued walking. And uh, at a certain point, um, I was pretty much by the area of Hadley and uh, Winchell's. I walked down by Lavelle's or Levels. I don't know how people pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I still got an issue on how do you <laughs> pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they have these artist renditions on the, on, in the window cases. But I saw my reflection, and I, I looked sketchy. I caught myself. I was <laughs> looking around like, who's coming after me? And I realized, you know what? Of course they stopped me. I'm the only guy looking around like something's about to happen. And they were concerned. But um, then I reached this place called Pegasus. Uh, it was a, a art supply store. They had uh, RC little motors, and I was just blown away, you know. Like I mentioned in the past, my art supply store was Ace Hardware and uh, uh, Builders Emporium, which were these hardware stores, and that's where I got my markers and stuff when I was into art, um, you know, urban art. Uh, but uh, the the couple there was very welcoming. Uh, I just recently heard that they're still open in a different city. I forget what city, but it's great to to know that they've moved forward. Um, I got to meet the community. Um, the interesting thing here was that everyone knew each other, and I had never experienced that. Uh, aside from where I grew up, your neighbors knew who you were, but two blocks away, no one knew who you were, so you had to be tested and figure out who you were. Um, my, uh, my background, um, when I first moved here, I was actually working for uh, an art company uh, called Artesian House. Uh, they're closed since then, but I used to build sculptures. Um, and like I said, when my mother picked this location, um, uh, one of her last things is she she passed away uh, after finding out they were qualified for this house. But mm-hmm. um, it was a good point. You know, it, w- it was... Uh, a situation where I knew that um, it was a step forward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Yes, it's actually one of one of the first steps. <clears throat> Sorry, that um, I talk about this because this matters. Um, I know I have uh, two great kids, a twenty-one-year-old. A ten-year-old and uh, success is what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, uh, I see families here who um, struggle. Um, you know, you you hear when you're involved in the community, you hear, um, "I can't pay my rent." Um, everything's getting expensive and I appreciate everything that's been given to me as an opportunity I um my plan is to move forward to push everyone forward because uh, it takes a community to to represent to stand up and to say hey we want this change and we've had that for the last uh, 10 years. We have people speaking up in the city council saying, 
uh, there's an issue, there's a problem, uh, I have a concern, I notice this, I notice that, and uh, it seems to be ignored because experiences are what leads us. Um, I was just talking to my daughter, and she was saying, you know what, I want to be an intelligent person. And I told her, you know what, um, intelligence is based not on uh, on what you think you know, but your experiences. Uh, I was informing her that when you have an issue, you have to use uh, your God-given knowledge, your, your questioning of authority, your questioning of your surroundings, and you have to say, this is my issue. Uh, she was telling me how one of her friends was kind of being picked on, and I said, you know what, this is an opportunity for you to take in and say, you know what, um, uh, you can be part of the problem or solution, but more than anything, uh, you can think for yourself and say, you know what, what's the best option? And I asked her, what do you think your best option is? And she said, you know what, I just think I just got to talk to her and be her friend. And, um, you know, that that's, I told you, you know what, that's true intelligence. That's acquiring knowledge because you're taking an, uh, an opportunity to, to make a difference in someone's life. And you're doing it in a way where you become a person, a target. Um, but you're doing it because you believe that this is the right thing to do. And in our community, where I grew up in East L.A., um, you know, we had Richard Ramirez, uh, the Night Stalker, when I was growing up, um, which who I actually happened to know when I was a kid. Uh, he lived off of Telegraph, off of Eastern grew up with his sister and his aunt and uh, we experienced him he was a volatile person uh, obviously we never knew that this kid uh, who was a lot older than us um, was going to eventually be a serial killer but uh, uh, I remember you know he would chase people would cause these issues and uh, uh, as a kid I would remember thinking why doesn't anyone stand up to this kid just like stand up to him, you know. Um, years later, uh, you know, he was caught on Hubbard off of uh, Indiana by Stevenson Junior High, which I happened to be sent to, and it was the most horrible experience ever as far as an institution, but the best in making friends that I still have today. Um, you know, this guy was caught, um and it was by the community, not by police officers, not by our, our institutions. It was community that came together and said, "Enough is enough." Um, I, you know, I, I coming here, I realized, you know what? I don't have to watch over my back. I don't have to be insecure. I don't have to uh, worry about a person walking up to me. Um, I actually look forward to walking through the alleys here because um, there's no one there. And uh, it's shortcuts, you know, you, you use what you have. In East L.A., you walk through an alley, uh, you Good better luck. be ready. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in, in the end, um, you know, I'm just some guy who's experienced all this before at a higher level. Uh, my mom made a decision long ago to place me in a safe situation. Um, it actually took, uh, 
lack of income and me uh, being stabbed three times before I was 14, uh, not being a gang member, but my mom said enough is enough. My dad made a decision, and uh, we moved here. But um, I got to say, when I met the gangsters here, it was uh, no disrespect to any neighborhood, but I really don't like any of these neighborhoods. Um, uh, you know, they were like dry clean gangsters, you know, they're... <laughs> Uh, pretty clean cut, you know. Um, I would walk right past them, no issues whatsoever. And even now, I think that our issues that we have are nothing compared to what I experienced as a child. So now coming as an adult, uh, I think experience matters a lot. I think that um, my fundamentals are that you don't stay quiet. Uh, I used to be the quiet child. I wouldn't speak up, but uh, when my mom passed away, I made it a point to stand up for someone who um, wants to speak out, wants to speak up, but it keeps being censored by a power that's just not uh, knowledgeable enough by experience. Um, not that they're not intelligent, but they lack that that knowledge, so they lack that that ability to decide on what's best for the community. Um, so I decided to run two years ago. Um, I mentioned that there was an issue with the homeless, that eventually we would um, ha be having situations where people would be either shot at or stabbed or the violence would increase. I was noticing uh, graffiti with different gangs from Pico Rivera and Whittier popping up in our alleys, which was surprising to me because I've never seen that. And uh, one thing that I saw was the increasing uh, problem of methamphetamines and cocaine. I know that a lot of people focus on methamphetamines and the homeless population, but uh, being a security director in one of the businesses here in Uptown, I've noticed that there's also an increase with our uh, population that's doing very well and cocaine. And we, I've experienced two situations where two kids who I... I um, was very, um, I was involved with the community and some of these parents who happened to be uh, parents of these two children um, experienced their kids overdosing. Um, one of them was a girl who was dumped at apartments and then unincorporated Whittier, which our city considers not our problem, uh, but was a student at La Serna. Uh, she, her body was dumped, and it turns out that she had cocaine and uh, uh, I forget what the other substance was. Uh, but, um, you know, cocaine's being cut with this other dangerous pharmaceutical, and it took her life. And then there was another uh, student from Lucerna as well um, who happened to be in that same group, and he passed away. Uh, they had a vigil for him at uh, Get Out of the Park, um, in Whittier, right off of um, Pioneer. Um, same situation, uh, His while well, his family um, was associated at one point with a Whittier gang, happens to be an unincorporated Whittier, but I think our biggest issue is that um, our city's looking at it the wrong way. They see that if our Whittier gangs are happen to reside in an unincorporated Whittier, is a non-issue, but it's affecting our community. It's a big concern when you find out that uh, cocaine, the rich man's drug, 
is affecting our our children and uh, some of of our esteemed members in our community, and you also have a methamphetamine problem with our homeless situation. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I'm I'm here. I moved here over 20 years ago, and this is my home. I grew up in East LA. It's a part of me. It it is my home. But when I see that they're doing far better than we are, then there's a concern. When Whittier is uh, uh, within a diameter of a 50-mile radius, I think there's serious issues when we know that we have the fundamentals to Mm -hmm. do something better. Yeah. What what keeps you here in Whittier? You know what? What keeps me here in Whittier is my family, and uh, uh, that includes the community that I've met. Um, one of the first people that I met here when I was 16 was Ted Snyder. Uh, he was very involved in the community. And I also had another neighbor. Uh, her name was Lily. I don't recall her last name. She lives up the block. Well, she used to live up the block from where I lived, passed away. But um, uh, my first interaction with her was her asking me how much we charge for fixing up the yard. you know she was a white lady but uh you know what i i I really appreciated that because um it showed respect in an odd way i didn't consider it a racial thing i considered it a situation where it was fundamentals and i understood where whittier was whittier was a community based on neighborhood and if they didn't know you then they would conclude whatever their experiences were uh, once I explained that uh, we were actually the owners of that property, <laughs> she just said, you know what? I really love what you guys have done. This was a rundown house. Can you do and, that to my property? <laughs> exactly. But you know what? And I didn't see her for about a month. But um, her and Mr. Ted Snyder would um, uh, drive by. They were actually – she was picking people up in the minivan. And um, she asked me, would you come to these meetings? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know what, let's go. I was 16. I, I was always hanging out in the front of my yard because in East L.A. you come outside and your neighbor's Until out you do, the party. Right? Yeah. right? And, you know, something's going on. And here it was very quiet. Um, I, I actually got to learn about the birds. We had uh, owls, bats, uh, red-tailed hawks, turkey vultures. We had raccoons. Uh, we had deer, and I was, like, blown away, like, wow, we, I live in a forest. <laughs> What's going on, you know? But uh, I started attending these meetings since I was 16, following them online. Well, back then on cable, 98 online, um, you know, Whitty was pretty good at starting to uh, inform the people online, so I do appreciate that. But um, uh, I, f- I followed what was going on, and, you know, I voted for a lot of the people that are still in power today. Um, I-, I did realize that uh, the the Quaker community started something very special here in Whittier. Um, we're we're uh, a distance away from the 60 freeway from the 5. We're next to the 605, but we're in this special pocket where... You know, uh, our our city council likes to say that we have through traffic. We do, but they drive through us. They they don't really stop. Yeah. Um, so our core demographics here is our community. If a business succeed, what well, succeeds here, it's because our community loves them and 
there's nothing more special than a community that knows your name comes in sure. uh, and I got to experience that years ago and being a security director as uh, at one of the establishments here in Uptown um, a lot of these people come in you know we gotta check people pat them down check IDs but uh, there's so many regulars that have been coming through that I just say hey, welcome and they're like man this reminds me of Cheers so I know how old they are <laughs> and the other ones are like hey man you're pretty cool but the bottom line is uh, community is everything here in Whittier. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty nice here, you know. Very nice. Um, I think we've hit pretty much most of them yeah. on that introduction. <laughs> um, I think yeah. the, the last one that, that – um, well, the, the next one is the volunteer organization. Is there any organizations that you uh, currently or past uh, volunteered that you think would benefit uh, or help in your uh, candidacy? Uh, you know what? Uh, I've met with different groups here. Um, they're very fundamental here in Whittier. Uh, you know, they always want you to join. But um, the groups that I've been a part of are grassroots. Um, you know, I'm a special needs advocate. I uh, do that. Uh, it sounds kind of weird, but I do that on the side. Uh, I don't charge. I just I meet with families. They speak Spanish. Um, they don't know uh, the verbiage and the regulations as far as uh, the school districts, what they present. Uh, the school districts don't offer that in Spanish. So I make sure that I meet with them. I go to the meetings. Uh, I try to um, inform them of their rights, what's happening, what their situation is, and what they're being presented with. Um, so I, I do that. Um, I meet with a lot of parents who have concerns. I meet with uh, VFW groups here in Uptown uh, and uh, in East Whittier there's a specific group that's very active uh, they call themselves uh, St. Michael's Warriors um, they're active in patrolling their community um, I like what they stand for uh, they report a lot um, you know I, I meet with other groups that are uh, well, my daughter's a Girl Scout so I meet you know I, I help out in the Girl Scouts try to create events um, but um, uh, one of the things that uh, that I've learned is here, uh, which is a shame, is that if you decide to um, belong to a group, obviously you got to pay to belong, but um, that's the only way they tend to support you. And I think that their original intention gets lost with the process of elections because everyone wants to stand out. But I think that Whittier is such a place where um, it's not where you belong, it's where you live. Um, because within these groups, I've met people that will come out to other meetings, will um, come out to, to the city council meetings, will come out to church events, will come out to serve the homeless to stand up for the individual that's struggling and uh, they bypass their own, um, you know, the, their own uh, uh, membership to a specific group. But, um, you know, I, I tend to avoid joining any of these groups specifically because the important part is not who you belong to, it's where you live. At least it is for me um, when I'm being told that if I belong to a specific group, I have to be conscious of a specific 
mindset. Like right now, you know, the with everything that's happening throughout California, throughout the United States, everyone talks about Trump, liberals, Republicans, all this and that. But um, I always like to remind them um, it's what happens in your community. If you're not aware of what's happening, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, if you believe that we should help out the homeless or not. Um, we're Americans, and in the end, we have every right to exercise our beliefs. And when you have our uh, local officials trying to create ordinances where you can't even hand a bottle of water to a person that's obviously thirsty, when you can't hand out some food to a person that's obviously starving, uh, then that becomes very critical to me. I don't want to belong to any group that would specify what uh, or would dictate what I should do. Mm -hmm. I think if someone tells me, uh, you got to belong to us because, um, let's say, and uh, for instance, not an example. If you're Latino and you don't stand up for the Latino community, then who are you? I'm like, well, I'm an American, and I believe that I got to stand up for everyone's rights. We have uh, Asian community here right off of Spyglass as, uh, you know, stands out due to, you know, in, in part of our uh, census, and they're not being represented right now. Uh, we have a majority of people that um, are actually within the bracket of $70,000 a year that lives on the other side of East Whittier, and we're being classified as, uh, as poor. And I'm thinking, you know what? We have six school districts as a struggle. We need to figure out a way to create more of an opportunity for all of Whittier because we're still within a 15-mile radius. But in the end... Belonging to one specific group makes no sense unless you belong to the group of the city of Whittier. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what is? I think you kind of brushed on it already. Um, uh, you know, what did? What, in your opinion, what is the biggest concern that you hear from residents um, uh, with Whittier? You know what? Um, I'm. I'm. One thing that I've realized is that the city of Whittier, our, our elected officials, um, were distributed amongst districts. And the law states that when you create districts, you have representatives that live in that district mm -hmm. and are supposed to give reports as to what happens in that district and what the biggest needs are in the overall. And we don't have that in Whittier, although we do have representatives of each district. Um, our city recently passed uh, um, what well, changed a couple of regulations where instead of having funding for specific districts, uh, and I believe this was in November, um, and you can view it on the city council meetings, just look for the agendas. Uh, they state that they were going to pull all funds into one purse so then the mayor has the ability to do direct the agenda and the city manager and the city attorney uh, covering all legalities as to uh, where the funds are actually going to be spent. So therefore, it automatically dismisses any district representative because um, at the end of the meetings, they have a portion where they say, uh, we're all going to have an opportunity to give a report. Uh, not once have I ever seen our district members say, we have an issue in District 2. Uh, currently, we have we had a homeless encampment in District 1. 
which was the Greenbelt encampment, and no one in our city, not our representative in District 1, stated, well, first day is a big part of Whittier uh, as far as our homeless plan. Uh, they're a big uh, big entity, a nonprofit that's um, uh, helping us out with the homeless situation, and no one ever stated the reason that they're there is because First State provides services for them. Um, one of the things that was presented in the December meeting, the emergency meeting, um, uh, was that First Day receives funding from Measure um, H, and they made a deal with LA County to um, from receiving fundings from them, which which is something that a nonprofit would do that's trying to help out the community. Uh, they said, "Look, we'll make a deal. We want we need that funding to help out more people. We want to help." And Alley County said, "Okay, then we're going to send you our mentally ill and drug addicted people to your location, so we can help." Uh, Whittier itself has not actually um, funded anything driven by the actual city. It's all been uh, funds, selected funds, because I'm aware that right now we have over three hundred thousand dollars, and that we're going to only work with a hundred thousand. Excuse me, sorry, that beard downstairs is really good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? Um, they uh, they put it into this purse. Um, our social services commission or committee decides where the, how much funding is going to go where. Um, then they distribute that funding to these uh, nonprofits. But it turns out that we also have our city council who's able to appoint uh, council members, we, which we currently have, Bouchot and Warner, uh, running a separate committee, working with these funds and standing out, not working in conjunction with a committee that the city set aside and put funds into to help out our homeless. Um, so you have these two entities working against each other. Um, and then in the last meeting that we had in the city council meeting, it was presented that um, we've actually, actually during the emergency meeting, um, that there would be a meeting for the social services on on a Tuesday following after that emergency meeting, which was on a Monday. And the social services committee ended up just um, informing the community, which not that many people go. I think there was like six people there. Um, they stated that the city of Whittier created a homeless plan in 2016, 2017, uh, which included the creation of the consortium for the homeless. Whittier Consortium for the Homeless, uh, first day, and they, at that point it was the late uh, Ted No. Um, they came up with a plan, and Mr. Bouchot was very animated in presenting the fact that that plan was never implemented. So two years from now we're back to square one. Um, it was presented by the Social Services Committee that um, they were not, there was no clear communication with the city council and with that entity who's responsible for the homeless and a lot of other nonprofits. But uh, the end of it all was that the city has done nothing for two years. Um, that plan that was created that we spent money on, nothing was ever implemented. We pushed forth on trying to do something, but the city waited because they wanted an overturn from the Boise case. 
which is the biggest issue. Most people are like the Boise case. We got to do something. And people don't realize that uh, no cities provide any social services directly. So the judge said, hey, if you're not doing anything directly and you're putting it on someone else, then it's not legal to, you know, kick these people when they're down. You got to do something about it, take responsibility. Um, so we find out that our city has not done anything for two years and uh, we're back at square one. Yeah. Rondo, not not to be not to start pushing you on all this because I, I love hearing all this stuff because it's a lot of useful information, uh, stuff that I don't know. Um, it's more like insights of what's happening, obviously because you're you're attending all these meetings. Um, but we do have 15 more minutes, and we have like five, seven, actually seven questions we got to go through. Um, is it all right if we just go through these quickly and then Let's towards the end, if we have more time, we could we could elaborate on some of this stuff. Yes. Um, so so in terms, I mean, you were talking about homelessness. Um, give us your uh, what? How would you address homelessness? Not not necessarily how would you solve it, but just give us how you would look at uh, the homeless issue. Look, overall, we don't have a solution. No one will ever have a solution because this is a problem that's existed for a hundred years. Um, the biggest issue is that uh, we were given a decision. Every city is given a decision through the Boise case, and we're told you provide no social services, you can't do anything. You got to allow these people to live. Um, we have ordinances, we have safety issues, and our city and many other cities know that there's a money grab when it comes to Measure H and Measure Triple H. Uh, as long as a city does not become accountable to any responsibility whatsoever in providing shelter or services and or services, then we're not allowed to enforce anything. And that's where we are. Um, my my biggest issue is with Parnell Park. Um, Parnell Park is an encampment that's existed far beyond the Boise case. So was the uh, Greenbelt encampment. And in the end of it all, um, nothing was done. We just kicked the can and sent people out, and we were hoping on a Hail Mary and saying, you know what, if this all gets overturned, we get to keep the money that we petitioned to. And it, that's all available on uh, um, Whittier Daily News and uh, Sustainable City and all these other entities that are reporting this. But the bottom line is uh, our city's not done anything whatsoever to not uh, attack the homeless. The bottom line is Boise K says, don't make homelessness uh, against the law. If you enforce every other ordinances that you would enforce on someone drinking in public, being high, attacking someone, uh, regardless of what the state says, our city has the privilege to, as a um, as a uh, a city that has our own uh, laws and uh, our own uh, uh, ordinances, we're able to enforce restrictions where we can protect our, our citizens and that includes our homeless we got to stop seeing our homeless as being non-residents it's like they're here mm -hmm. we need to be responsible open something that's run by the city and then we can enforce every single law okay, okay. what is your plan on retaining an attractive local businesses so what one of the biggest issues is that we have a lot of empty buildings empty parking lots and we have a lack of responsibility for owners of these buildings. Uh, I believe that if a building is empty and it's creating a nuisance like the 76th station that was closed many years ago on Hadley, 
um, you know, we focus on Parnell Park and that overdose. Well, we've had four overdoses in the last 10 years there. We've had two rapes of homeless women there who happened to be pregnant and then they weren't anymore. I don't know the all the details in that, those circumstances, but it's a shame that we ignore that there's empty buildings that are creating issues within our city, and I think that we need to impose a vacant tax, If you, and which I know that since we have um, management companies that manage a lot of uh, um, rental spaces here, and people should look into that and who's renting them, but um, the bottom line is this. If uh, we're not, we're going to have a difficult time imposing rent control here, uh, but my mission is to impose it one way or another. And the vacant tax is this. If you want to be crucial and really look after your community and say, we cannot kick people out into the street from one month to the other, which people go month to month, especially these agencies or these uh, companies that run these rental locations, uh, then we need to impose a heavy vacancy uh, uh, tax where if you're, you don't have anyone within two months, you have to pay a heavy taxation to ensure that you think twice about kicking someone out like our bookstore, half-off books. You go from 4000 4, to 8000 within a month. That's ridiculous. And if they're going to do that, and I believe it's still empty, then they need the owner needs to be paying a higher taxation. We need to secure our communities and our buildings. And in Uptown, we have such a, a situation where we lack foot traffic. The businesses that are successful here, they're they're successful because we have some awesome business owners that are pushing it, bringing in our local community. But I would love to see um, in Uptown on Greenleaf an Apple store. We have an Apple store in Cerritos, Pasadena, L.A., and Brea. We're in the middle of an opportunity, and we miss opportunities left and right. Our uh, um, uh, Fred C. Nels or, or Groves, man, where are our small businesses? I mentioned this last time. Where Where is the mention of our small businesses going in there and the attraction for Uptown? We need foot traffic here. If we bring an Apple store here, we have people camping out. We have people coming in. Our only draw in Uptown is that wonderful theater. Because if you want to get tickets to somewhere and you, you want to see a movie, um, you're going to look it up and then people are going to go, hey, there's something in Uptown Whittier that's close enough to me. They come here and then they say, I never knew this was here, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah. How, would you, uh, how would you address uh, housing needs? Look, um, our current situation is that um, our leaders endorse and push forth on developments. Um, great for that big ticket, uh, big payoff, but we have a community that's not leaving. We have generations that stay here, and we have seniors, and we have you know our own children that are going off to try to be successful, but with this current situation in our economy throughout the United States, uh, if you don't have an AA or a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. uh, you're screwed. You're going to be working for some restaurant, which sometimes you do well. <laughs> Those tips are really great, but um, you end up being in a situation where you're re- realistically you're never going to buy a home. Uh, our, our kids are dependent uh, on instant gratification, and, and we have, you know, we really have nothing, but... Um, 
we need to focus on those granny, you know, little granny uh, units. Yeah. Units. Uh, one thing, not to promote you guys, but mm. uh, one of the things that I noticed was that structure you guys uh, designed uh, off of uh, Whittier and Norwalk. And I got to say, that's beautiful. You know, uh, I have an appointment to go get a haircut. Obviously, I don't have one now. but um, And they have uh, real estate there, and uh, it's brought up the community. Um, aside from that, the Taco Bell did a great job in fixing up their spot. Uh, but down the block, we have La Casa Inn, who's struggling because a lot of homeless were sent there uh, through vouchers from uh, first day. And in the end of it all, they were just kicked out. So we, they have them scattered there. I know across the street it's unincorporated, but it's not an excuse. We, in in my uh, view, we need to incorporate them and make them part of Whittier because our problem lies in unincorporated. But uh, we need to bring up structures. We need to hold, hold businesses accountable. In Uptown, everyone complains about those little berries or whatever they are hitting the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why the hell do you come out and clean it up? You know, um, uh, when the holidays come, why don't you decorate your place? You know, some businesses do it, and they're beautiful, and they get a large turnout. But since there's no enforcement or no recognition, you know, I would prefer prefer to say, hey, we're going to award this business, and we're going to bring attention through our uh, city channel, which uh, just has this old-style format with these just a placement of, like, watch Channel 3, and they have Central Park painted, uh, you know. Who knows how long has that's been there, but we're not taking advantage of uh, advertisement, yeah. um, and we really need to bring in a free uh, bus system that's uh, maybe paid for by, uh, not to be specific, but we I know we have two associations in Uptown. I don't recall what the other one is, but we have the Uptown Association, but I think it would benefit to get our commercial districts uh, involved in this and have them pay for a transit system that just has a trolley going around yeah, yeah. and connecting our community. Yeah. So, so are you for uh, development, like housing development, apartments, uh, uh, condos, uh, townhomes, like more denser uh, housing? Or look, I'm for, if this this increase in housing, uh, this development and uh, uh, condos and all that. If you include Friendly Hills, because I've seen a couple of lots that are empty there. Uh, if you distribute it throughout the community, I see how it would make sense. But if you have 800 or 700 plus uh, uh, structures being built in a gated community, that makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, we could offset when we look when we look in our environment. We have something special. We have our hills that that people keep trying to drill in, which we need to close that loophole. I'm against that. Uh, we have our parks. We have our community that's already overcrowded. Our city spent uh, very little in uh, widening our streets. We have uh, many little streets that were designed for carriages. I mean, this this was like mm-hmm. back in the day. And the biggest thing is that people say no. They they're close-minded and saying our community, our 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 government, our local officials, they're for our benefit. Well, if they're for our benefit, why is it a surprise that? When people take a picture of these stamps that are created on sidewalks, when our our, our um, uh, United States paid people to work, and you see these stamps that are so outdated that you don't find in any, any other city, and they say, hey, I re- look at this stamp. This was done when our government paid interest to 
our community that were struggling, and they said, we'll pay you to build our own streets. And they find a large majority in our streets. One, that's great. Two, what have we been doing all this time to fix our infrastructure? And then you're flooding our communities that are already overwhelmed with lack of parking by building uh, 700-plus structures. I live off of uh, Beverly and Norwalk. There's the Davidson uh, development. There's 62 – or let's say, yeah, 62 structures that are going to be built there. You have uh, – no, I I think it's 60. Uh, 120 of them are – there's going to be at least 120 cars there. They don't have parking for that. It's a a bottleneck uh, area where you have a bus passing by. We have a very narrow street. Um, That street used to be 15 miles an hour. Now it's 30, and people have been run over there. We have a high amount of fatalities on the corner of Beverly, Norwalk, and Workman Mill. I've had a, uh, a vehicle end up on its back on the top of my yard, and I live on a hill. And I've seen it hit other structures. I've... I've seen people die there, and uh, we're increasing our speed but doing very little to benefit our community. I think we really need to focus on allowing people to build one or two structures in their home if if we're really interested in complying with having to build a certain amount of structures. But we really need to push away from overdeveloping and focusing on our community and giving them an opportunity to build a home for their parents build a home for their kids and create, you know, create a small amount of um, funding for for our, our city and really look at other ways to attack this because uh, 700 units on Whittier Boulevard off of Sorensen and uh, I've been hearing uh, that uh, King Richards, I'm not sure if the owners are aware, but this is a hearsay so far, uh, they're look, our city's looking into knocking it down and building other structures there, which is a shame, because we're supposed to keep our historical Whittier alive. We have two more that we want to get through uh, before we get to the the more funner ones, right? <laughs> um, so, how would you address crime? Look, our biggest issue is this: I um, we have about six patrol cars right now. It's what time is it right now? Like, uh, I think it's six, six or seven thirty. Okay, uh, yeah, so I've been informed on many meetings for the last, actually, five years. Uh, at one point, we had eight officers patrolling Whittier at night. Now we have six, and we have people retiring, and there's no intention on uh, uh, hiring more officers because we're in trouble with CalPERS. Um, I know that uh, uh, being here in Uptown Whittier, I've called police many times. Uh, the most recent event was... Um, in an institution here, a business that uh, recently started but has been so prosperous for our city. Um, a homeless person tried to come into the establishment where I work at who was visibly high uh, on methamphetamine. He was very jittery, uh, you know, just all over the place jumping around, and I told him, hey, man, you can't come in here. I had one of my guards approach him and drive him away. He took off, went in to another establishment, and he lost, I mean, he lost his shit. I'm sorry. Uh, he <laughs> lost his marbles. Yeah. Uh, he um, uh, took off his shirt and started uh, verbally assaulting the people in this institution. Um, he w- The owners were able to drive him out, um, and he ended up in a patio area where 
he was yelling and saying, oh, you know what, talking about uh, verses of the Bible, but really just out of it. Um, he was warned on many occasions to leave. Um, someone called me from that establishment and asked for my help. Uh, as for, and uh, another uh, establishment there, their security guards came over to help as well. So we came together as not, uh, well, we were at risk of losing our jobs because we're leaving where we're at, but we're trying to help as, as a community. We came forth on this guy and he rushed a table of uh, four women and the the owner of this establishment pepper sprayed him. Uh, he went down, got back up, and he started, you know, swinging, got pepper sprayed some more. And at that point, um, I actually grabbed him by the belt, uh, back part of his pants, the belt section, and I just picked him up and I uh, threw him out. Uh, I, Actually, Escorted him out. <laughs> yeah, actually, the guy said it looked like you were putting down uh, expensive luggage. Yeah. I put him down gently, uh, but he was screaming. Um, I dialed 911 be- right before he was pepper sprayed, and the operator informed me that six other people had dialed 911 and that an officer was on his way. Um, this gentleman, who was out of his mind, uh, happened to be homeless. And I was asked if he was homeless, and he said yes. Uh, which I don't understand why we're even being asked, not the first time, but why we're being asked if these people are homeless or not. Uh, the situation was a serious one. Uh, he, This gentleman got up, was screaming, started throwing things that he had in his pockets everywhere. Um, then he walked away and ended up by Rocky Cola, by where the newspaper, Whittier Daily News newspaper little dispenser is, was there. Um, the police ended up showing up about uh, actually uh, two hours and 48 minutes because I was uh, trying to see how long it would take for them to respond. Yeah. After seven 911 calls, and the officer came out, spoke to the owner of this establishment, and then took off. This guy remained out there, and a week later he showed up and said, I want information on this establishment because I was pepper sprayed and now I want to sue you. Um, I think bottom line is this. We have 16 ordinances that were never suspended by our city. Therefore, our city is liable for anything that happens in our commercial districts because they were never suspended. Other cities suspend their ordinances because of the Boise law, but we haven't. So technically, anything happens to you in our commercial districts, our city is fully liable. Not that I want people suing us. But, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but bottom line is that we we have an ability to to fight back. And we need to protect our, our commercial districts. But in the end of it all, um, if our city created a homeless plan two years ago, they've not enforced it. They've left it to God's will to say, let's see if the Boise case is overturned. We're back to square one. Our ordinances that were never suspended are not being enforced. And now they're saying we're going to make homelessness uh, a legal issue and kick out people from a park by closing it. I think that uh, we're way off of the initial intention of the Boise law, which is um, make your city responsible. If your city's not responsible, then you have no right to do anything because you're not taking accountability. And so far, we've not done that. Everything that's been presented from our uh, people and organizations that are involved in this homeless plan, uh, nothing's been done. So my intention is to come in and actually come up with a plan, implement it, 
and say we're fully accountable. We're opening up uh, a, a temporary um, safe location for these encampments. And the bottom line is we'd be accountable and we'd be uh, following the Boise case, which is I don't have to explain to a homeless person or to anyone else what the laws are. We It is upon us to understand them. If I go out and I'm offering your service and I'm taking accountability, if you say no, I'm kicking you out. And if you say yes, I'm helping you out. But we cannot restrict people by saying you're a drug addict, you're an alcoholic. We cannot help you, but we got to take funding so we can assist you with a meeting. That's ridiculous because that is our current situation. We have a drug problem. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of information um, that that we could go on and on on that. Oh, yes. uh, appreciate you you highlighting all that stuff. I think we're just going to get into our, our local questions. Yeah. Uh, let's see if it's any different from the last time. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think is missing here in, in Whittier? Something you wish that was here or maybe you travel to? You know what? Um, I'm going to move away from what I've, I've been stating. Uh, Whittier is a great place. Uh, you know, we we have, we have so many uh, business owners that take pride in what they do. Um, you see it in the buildings that are being built. You see it in the restaurants and the flavors that you get. Um, but what, what about our kids? You know, we have a brewery downstairs, and which was great. Uh, you know, I gotta be, I gotta say that firsthand. Uh, great drinks. Uh, they have music now, which is really good. You know, it's a little difficult to hear people talking all the time, but it's it's moving forward. Uh, you have establishments here like 6740. Uh, you have a new establishment like Turnbull's Tavern, uh, bringing in people. You have our theater. You have great structure. Um, I think that uh, we need to bring in, um, like I said, uh, an Apple store that would draw. You know, we're in the middle of everything. That would draw in people left and right. But we also need something like the half hour books when we have them. Our kids had a place to go. Right now we have children for our kids. You know, I see people drop off their kids going to the theater. Like I said before, uh, you know, we lack a location for these kids. I see kids skating in, at the park, at the alley, just trying to do some tricks. And we only have a small little skate park, uh, you know, right up the street. But uh, it's not enough. We need to do more, maybe make a sports complex for our our community, maybe make it where the old Alpha Beta was. Who cares about development there? Let's put in something that's going to be fundamental. Or maybe build a library there, get the old library, break it down and make a sports complex there for Lucerna, Cal High, Whittier High School, uh, Dexter, all, you know, all these, mm-hmm. these, these people, all these kids that have talent. We need to give them something back. Plus, I'm into art, man. I love teaching art, Japanese animation, urban art, whatever you got. I remember the Bluebird. Um, I remember all these galleries that used to be here at one point. I see what some of these businesses are trying to do. But when you have an art walk and they're not visible, my God. I go to the East L.A. one, and they're everywhere. They're out there on First Street. It's beautiful. Why aren't we doing that now? Let's close up our street once a month have uh, uh, our local artists come out, our businesses come out for free, not charge them. Mm-hmm. You know, that that should be the city's responsibility. Have every business in Uptown come out 
for free present themselves to our community because there's nothing sadder than me hearing people coming here and telling me, I never knew this was here. That's lost opportunity. So we got to do that. And so the other question is, what are some of your go-to spots here? You know, you mentioned the brewery downstairs, which is a new addition to the community. Yeah. You know what? Um, My my go-to places are are actually, um, uh, they're everywhere. I I like, you know, I really like Vallarta with tamales, like Mm. like about $22 for like a dozen tamales that are really good. Um, You have... Uh, my old time, old time favorite is uh, sixty seven forty. Uh, I really appreciate the owner's vision there. I know he opened the modern shaman, um, but which I have not been to because I'm not on diet and I see it that way. But I've heard great things from there. But as far as the sixty seven forty, I've tried their vegan menudo, and I challenge any Mexican or anyone else that loves menudo to go there and say that that's not the best. Menudo that that is out there, I like their. I believe it's the line eight or line ten. It's a uh, a sandwich. It's just vegetables. I order the fries with it. I order other stuff, but it's delicious. Um, I appreciate the hard work that they put into it and their love into it. Um, I there's JC's, which is happens to be like a taco place, which I always forget because it's called JC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very good tacos. Um, I like what. Uh, um, Miches and Tacos is doing. Uh, I think they have like a $10. You pay $10 for all-you-can-eat tacos and $25 for all-you-can-drink micheladas. Uh, bottom line, you know what? I I, I like a taco truck on uh, Whittier Boulevard and Broadway called the Plebes Tacos. Mm-hmm. They have the, the, the Wednesday the best. night, uh, buy one, get one free Al Pastor Burritos. Yes. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> buy one taco, get one free Wednesday, buy one burrito, get one free. I challenge any business to say that we're going to do the same. (laughs) Overhead is a big thing. But we also have to focus that brick-and-mortar businesses are not our foundation in Whittier. We have people selling out of their home. We have people that run businesses from home because they have no option. They pay taxation, but the bottom line is that's our fundamental, and that's what keeps Whittier going. And when you're able to buy from a taco taco truck even when you buy from the uh, elote man he's buying those elotes from Whittier he's buying all this and and, you know we go back and forth and we we point fingers at each other with this this whole uh, climate that's going on everyone's Trump this and that who cares about that man it's what's happening in Whittier we need to focus on that and in the end we need to be Whittier strong because in the end our own community is supporting our own businesses we just need more foot traffic here yeah Rolando, like I said, a lot of good stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that I think we can continue on forever. Oh, yeah. um, How can people connect with you? Either phone number, social media. You know what? You can call me directly um, at uh, 562-762-2227. That's my cell phone. Uh, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm just like you. Uh, I struggle along the way. I make my, my mistakes. I... Uh, I, I focus on my experiences, and and I really encourage you to communicate with me, which a lot of you have, and it's surprising. Um, I'm always shocked when someone calls me, and I'm the one that's like, uh, okay, who's this? <laughs> but um, you know what? You could also reach me at my email, R-C-A-N, as in Nancy, uh, O-76 at Yahoo. Um, you could also find me if you go on Google or Facebook and put at Mayor. 
uh, at Whittier Mayor. Uh, you'll find me. I'm surprised no one else has used that, but uh, I'm there, and you'll see what I'm what I'm putting out there. Um, you know, some people ask me, hey, what are you doing for your campaigning? What are you doing for raising funds? Um, I don't want to belong to anybody other than to my community. I've not asked for a dime. Um, I don't want to um, add more trash to my environment, so I have no city signs. I don't care if you create uh, three-foot signs or, or you know, four-by-four four or whatever. Um, in the end, that all ends up in our trash. Um, I think that with our social media, we need to be able to reach out. I'm always um, reporting different things on uh, next door. One of the things you probably notice about me is that I'm not telling you to come and see me. Uh, I think name recognition comes from respect. Uh, I talk to people, people approach me, but in the end, um, it's up to the community to decide what their future is. Yep. And I, I think they need to just get out there. Awesome. Perfect. Right. Rollo, thank you for coming on again. Uh, I wish you. you the best. And uh, when you do get elected, we'll, we'll definitely have to bring you back and, and right see you. Uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I really just want to say um, there's a lot of candidates out there, including incumbents. Um, you know what? Uh, if you like what you have, vote for your incumbents. I think that you should cherish whatever you feel your community is. But in the end, uh, what separates me from the others is this. Um, I'm a part of your community. I'm not asking for any favors or anything else. All I'm asking you to do is say, speak up. I'm not in. I'm not comfortable with our, our representatives limiting you to two minutes or one minute. I think we should have five. Uh, but bottom line is this: um, it's very important for you to inform yourselves. It's it's up to you, especially in this election, to find out how to vote because a lot of people can, are going to be left out yep. of that loop with the new voting system. But it really is up to you to decide who's going to be there for you. I'm not one to go in there, sit down, receive a packet, and be told what to do. I'm going to be asking questions, and I think you should demand the same from anyone else you vote for. Uh, good luck. Register to vote. Get out there. Make sure that you make your voice heard. And just so you know, those 10 days that we were given are not going to be reduced to four days of the election period. So find out who's available to vote. Uh, elections technically start February 22nd. They run to March 3rd. Uh, but in the end, those 10 days are not given. Uh, private institutions are going to be open for you to be able to go vote. Um Go on LA Vote, uh, figure out how the new system works, and just get out there and find out where you can vote. But you technically have 10 days. Um, we've been told that you're only going to be given four days. Absentee ballot is definitely an important thing. But uh, get informed, please. Get out there, and you make the decision on what you want. Not you know, You're not going to have us telling you what to do. That's you right. shouldn't have, have you tell us what to do because that's our structure. So go vote, Whittier. That's right. All right. Thank, Thank you again. You again. Yep. And uh, we'll see you later, Whittier. See you later, Whittier. All right. What's up, Whittier?